So um, be blessed in that. And, and I, I pray no, no one, no one is beyond the reach, the reach of God. And so Mason and I were walking down a 28 degree heat to Bay 19 to our new rental car. It was so far we got down there as we opened the door. As we opened the door, a smell came out of the car. It was not the normal kind of smell. I thought, oh, maybe it's hot, it's hot. It's just coming. It came straight out of the car. It hit me pretty strong. As Mason went on the other side, he went, oh, 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 that's an interesting smell. And, and, and I got in the car, but it, it was like, what is that smell? It was, uh, a smell is not the right word. A nasty stench would be a better, better way to put it. And so we're like, what is that smell? Mason had put the bags in the back, and I said, it smells like like milk, you know, like when you spill milk and it's a 20, some of you are going, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was that, that and, and Mason said, yeah, when, when I looked at the back, I saw it, what looked like milk spilt on the back. It was just a little bit of milk, but the, the fragrance of that milk in the 28 degree sun filled the whole car. And it didn't just fill the whole car. It, 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 it came out of the car as soon as we opened the doors. And so we sat in it and we sat in it for about a minute going, shall we take this car? I'm like, I can't take this car. This is so bad, the fragrance. I mean, it's a new car. It's a nice car. Everything's good. But that small little drop of milk had affected the whole vehicle. And so we got out at Bay 19 and we walked all the way back to... The, to that, to, to that place, and we told the girl, we'd like, we can't take that car. Someone spilled a little bit of milk in there, and it's stinking the whole car. She said, really? She said, I better check, and she walks all the way down to <laughs> Bay 19, and then we see her turn around, come back, going, oh, and they gave us a new, a new car. That little bit of milk, spilt milk, even as tiny as it was, affected the fragrance of the rest of that vehicle. Little things matter. Little things matter. If you don't believe me, have you ever had a stone in your shoe? You've put a stone, you've put your shoe on and you're trying to Walk, and then even though the stone's tiny, it affects how you walk. There are things, just little things, that can affect how you walk. How's your walk? If you don't believe me, the little things matter. Have you ever had a toothache? Grace had uh, just last week had her wisdom tooth was pushing through, and she was in absolute and utter, utter pain. It was just a little tooth. Have you ever had a toothache? I have done my session down there at Harvest Now School. I preached and, and finished my session. And I, as I do, I took a mint and I put it in my mouth. And as I put it in my mouth, I was just chewing away a little thing. And then suddenly I heard a And half my tooth. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was like, oh, we're waiting for the pain. But half my tooth fell off. Thank you to emergency call to Care Dental. They sorted it out when we came back from Christchurch. But, but we know little things can make a big, big difference. It's in a restaurant in India once, and I was eating this dish, and as I was eating it out of the corner of my, out of the corner of my eye, I, I could see something moving in the. 
in the dish. And so as I, I looked down, it was actually a maggot. And it was trying, it was trying to get out. I mean, it didn't want to be there either. <laughs> it was trying to get out of the bowl. It was like, it realized that this is inconvenient. It was trying to get out of the bowl. And then, of course, I'm thinking of, you know, what's worse than finding a maggot in your thing, finding half a maggot? Come on, somebody. It's just like... <laughs> But it was trying to get out, it was trying to get out. But here's the thing, when, when that happened, the rest of the food maybe is okay, but that small little maggot then affected the rest of the food. I didn't want to eat the rest of the food. It somehow had tainted the rest of the dish, just like the milk had, had, had tainted the fragrance of the, of the car. I mean, it was only little, but it, but, but it was affecting, affecting things, little things matter. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 1, one of my favorite verses, a verse that I've used, it makes me think every time I see a blowfly, I think about this verse. It says this, as dead flies give perfume a bad smell, so a little folly, just a little, so a little folly outweighs wisdom and honor. In the voice version, it says this, dead flies can spoil a good perfume. In the same way, all the wisdom and honor in the world cannot outweigh a moment's folly. This is where, of course, we get the saying, there's a fly in the ointment. There's a fly in the ointment. In fact, the King James Version and the ESV uses the word ointment instead of perfume. But what does it mean? It means although we can have great integrity in one area, it can also easily be wiped out by a little folly in another. We can have integrity in one area, but, but, but a little folly can wipe out all of that in another area of our life. I hear young people say over the years that I've been a pastor, well, not just young people, lots of people really, they, they, they say, say this, I, I, I want to do big things for, for God. And there's nothing wrong with that. Of course, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a noble thing. I want to do big things for, for God. And that's great and that's awesome. But, but, but can, I, can I say this? A big life starts with being big on the little things. Faithfulness in little things is a big thing. Faithfulness in little things is a big thing. And as, as a pastor, my heart is that, is that I want you to finish, I want you to finish well. So please, please understand in life, it's not how you start the race that gets you the crown. It's not how you start the race that gets you the crown, it's, it's really how you finish the race. Many start, but not, not all finish. And I, I guess my heart in all of this is I want you to finish well. Because here's the thing, we can, we can be gifted, we can be talented, we can, we can even, and I was saying this to these young evangelists in the, room it's it's like because they're, they're, they're passionate they're on fire they're ready to do these things and really I was talking about 
how to survive for the long haul, because I know you're passionate today, but I need you to be passionate 20 years from now. Because here's the thing, we can be gifted and talented, we can move in the power of God, but let me say, we all need to be careful, because listen, you, you, your gift can take you where your character cannot keep you. Your charisma may take you where your character cannot keep you. And so don't be in a hurry to get there. Take care of the little things. Please hear me, faithfulness in little things is a big thing. And so really the challenge for us today is we need to deal with the flies in our lives. We need to deal with the flies in our lives. What's those things that spoil our fragrance, those things that get stuck in our ointment, the, the things that, that, that spoil the perfume of our lives? What's spoiling your perfume? What's affecting that fragrance? You might go, well, Pastor, it's just a fly. It's just a fly. It's just a, it's just a fly. It's just a lie. It's just a, just a little tax dodge. It's just a little, it's just a little thing. It's not, it's not a big, big deal. They, they won't know. It's just a, come on. It's just a, Pastor, it's just a fly. And I don't know why uh, this morning, I, uh, and the reason I mentioned tax, and I, I'm saying this just honestly, is because I felt that God's saying that's for someone here today. Now, I don't know who it is, but there's a challenge there. God's speaking, and, and, and again, it's a living word. It's just a little thing. It's just a fly. It's just a little fly. It's just a little lie. I, I love what 16th century Puritan preacher and clergyman Daniel Cordry said, and I, I've used this before when talking about sin, but he said this. He said, a man may die by a little fly choking him as by a lion devouring him. So likewise, little sins will sink a man to hell as soon as great sins. Ouch. See, sin doesn't leap on us, does it? It creeps on us. The, the, the devil works in that kind of way. It's interesting to me in my study of this over the last couple of days, it's interesting to me that Beelzebub, which is a name used in the Gospels as one of the names for Satan, the Pharisees used it to Jesus, Jesus used it back to, to them, Beelzebub. It's a name that is used for Satan. The word has Persian origins. Maybe that's why Freddie Mercury, who is of Persian descent, he's a Parsi, he lived in, was from India, but he was of Persian descent in Queen's most, probably most famous song, Bohemian Rhapsody, used the word Beelzebub. Has a devil put aside for me? For me? For, no, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> the root of the word comes from the God of Ekron mentioned in 2 Kings chapter 1. The God of Ekron is... Baal-sabab, Baal-sabab, which means this, 
the Lord of the flies. We've got to watch out for the flies in our lives. Because the devil done dropped some flies in our lives. <laughs> and we need to make sure that we deal with those things. You, you, you could go, well, it's just a fly pass. It's just a, it's just a fly. Paul said, the apostle Paul said this, don't you know? And maybe you don't know, maybe you do now. He said, don't you know that a little yeast? And yeast, of course, is a symbol or a shadow or a picture or a illustration of leaven meaning, meaning yeast is a, a, a symbol of, of, of sin. And Paul's like, don't you know that a little, just a little, you don't need a lot, just a little, just a little. Don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough? In other words, that little thing somehow has a way. Have you, have you noticed that in your life? Maybe not, not you guys, you're okay, but it's in the other services and stuff. But, but things can start small and it can somehow work and start to affect your whole life. It starts to get through and it's only small, but it starts, it somehow grows, it puffs up, right? It's, it somehow gets, works its way through. Paul's like, don't you, don't you know just a, just a little leaven, just a little yeast can make a big difference? In Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 15, it says, catch for us the little foxes. Sorry, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes. If you could catch for us the little rabbits out there that are wrecking every thing. Catch for us the little foxes that, that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards, listen, that are in bloom. That are in bloom. I think it's interesting the fact that they're in bloom, that those foxes get in when they're in bloom. Jesus talks about himself being the vine and we are the branches. He we are part of his vineyard. And may his word speak to us today. What are the little foxes? What are the things that are running in that will prevent you from blooming? Just, and the enemy's got a way of doing that when you just, you're, you're, he just gets in there. What are the little things? The foxes, the yeast, the, the flies. Got to take care of the little things. Jesus said in 16 verse, Luke 16 verse 10, if you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in large ones. And so really all I'm asking today is how are you doing in the little things? And, you know, maybe last week you were doing fine and maybe, but maybe tonight. The thing about flies, the thing about flies is they, they come again. You, you might get rid of some. I know some have got those little guns. You can shoot them, which are pretty cool we've got one of those things that electrocutes them and 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 you know it's quite enjoyable but the the <laughs> just, <laughs> but but with these 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 the thing about flies is you clear them out off the windowsill and then a week later there's more 
And so this is really just a place, I think it's a, a good moment to go, what, what are the flies in my life, even, even right now? Where's this spilt milk that, and, and, this, and the reason... The reason the milk stunk on that day is because of the heat. I want to tell you, it's when the heat comes on that, 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 that stuff in our lives can start to stink. Hope you're glad you came to church this morning. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. I'm Pastor Am. I love you. I'm trying to help you. You know, when people say, I saw this thing, when people say, you know, it's, it's just, I, I don't know, it's the spirit of the age or whatever. People say, say you're enough. You've you got to know, sweetheart. You're enough. No, you're not. I read this thing that just said, when we say that we might think we're saying something nice to someone, but when you're saying you're enough, you should be able, you can cope with whatever comes your way. No, you can't. What a thing to tell someone. That whatever comes your way, every pain, all the things, that, the, that you're enough, you're able to. No, no, no. Friends, I want to remind you here today, you are not enough. That's why we need Christ. That's why we need Jesus. He is more than enough. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't do it in our own energy. We can't do it. We need Christ. We're not enough. Imagine just trying to go, well, I should be able to cope with this. I should be able to deal with this. I should be able. No, friend, no, friend. Sometimes we can't cope. Sometimes it is too much. Sometimes we, we, we just go, there's, and how good is it to know that there is a God in heaven who loves us, that we can reach out, that we're not the end of the line. We're not just where it all stops. No, we have a Jesus that we can reach out to. Lord, help us if we're enough. God help us if we're enough. We're not enough. He is enough. Thank God we can reach out to him. And we can reach out to him when there's niggly things and flies going on through our lives, sitting in there in our ointment, messing, messing us. As a pastor, listen, I'm not talking about today about achieving perfection. I'm not. I'm not talking about achieving uh, perfection. What I'm talking about is just walking in the light where there's little foxes and little things that mess with us. I understand that we are, God doesn't um, uh, uh, call the qualified. He qualifies the called, right? We are, we are in Christ. We stand righteous in him. He, he, he is our justification. He is our holiness. We can't, we can't do anything. So this is not about, well, I need to get perfect and get all that stuff sorted. No, this is, this, is about, this is about not getting rid of stuff so God will love me. It's getting rid of stuff because God loves me. Because I want to live a life that just honors God and I want to live a life that just pleases Him. And so because of that, I see this stuff that stinks and I see this stuff that's like a fly and it's just spoiling the ointment. It's like a fragrance that if I opened the door of my life and people really saw it, the smell would be... And God's just saying, would you deal with that? Not so God will love you, but because God loves you, because we desire to please Him. With our life, I'm not talking about perfection. I'm just talking about being free of those things and walking in the light. So today's a good day to deal with 
with the flies. Worship team can come. Today's a good day to end, and the communion stewards actually. Today's a good day to deal with the flies. Today, why? Because we're sharing communion together and we're doing it in a way actually we haven't done it for two years. This is a good day to deal with the flies in our life. See, Paul in his letter to the Corinthian church in chapter chapter 11, which we often read in, in certain parts when we are partaking of the Lord's Supper, it says these words in verse 28 of chapter 11. It says, everyone, and it's talking to the church. It's not talking to unbelievers. It's not talking to the world out there in general. Please come. It's not talking to the world out there in general. If you're at home, you might want to prepare some communion if you're watching on, online. But it says this, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. And so this is a good moment to, to do just that. It's a good moment to stop and reflect. Is there a fly in my ointment in this area of my life or in that area of my life? Is there milk, stinky milk that's affecting the fragrance of my, my life that I need cleaned up and washed up? It's a good moment to do, do that. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink of the cup. In the, in the Aramaic Bible, Jesus spoke in the Aramaic language. In the Aramaic Bible, in plain English, it says in that same, of that same verse, let a man search his soul and then eat of this bread and drink of this cup. In the amplified version, it says this, but a person must prayerfully examine himself and his relationship to Christ. And only when he has done so should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup. And so this is a good moment to go, Lord, how, how am I doing? I mean, even as I've been speaking now, I, I, I know because the Holy Spirit works that the, there'll be areas of your life where you just go, go, God's already put his finger on. He's like, that, there's a fly. There's a fly. There's, that's making you stink. And this is a moment where we can invite God through his Holy Spirit, to deal with the flies in our life where we can go, God, cleanse me, forgive me, wash me, deliver me, heal me. Because that one fault unchecked, that one secret sin cherished can poison the whole character. Because little things matter. Before you today is a little cup and a little piece of bread. And this little cup and this little piece of bread symbolizes something big. It symbolizes our redemption. It symbolizes our forgiveness.
It symbolizes that which Christ has done. Our redemption, our sins forgiven, our debt paid through Christ's death on the cross. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you to come forward. And when I do, how we'll do it. We haven't done this for two years. I want you to come out on the left and return on the right. And again, we haven't done this for a couple of years, so it might be, don't worry, just say excuse me and don't push anybody. Let's, let's be nice. But let us come and just prepare our hearts, even in these moments, to say, God, I need you to cleanse me. It's your blood that cleanses me. It's your, it's your blood that gives me life. It talks about a sin being as red as scarlet, but he makes it as white, white as snow. Let him deal with the fly and the flies in your life. Just say, I come to you today, God. And the small emblems that symbolize the big work of redemption. I will come. And so would you stand? In 1 Corinthians 11 verse 23, we read, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. As Carlos said, Christ died, Christ was buried, and on the third day he rose again. This is the gospel. And because he rose, you too can rise. You too, because he rose, you too can rise to a newness of life. Into the grace of of God. And so I invite you to prayerfully come to eat, to drink, and to say, God, deal with the flies, the things in my life that I know that you want me to deal with, even today. Burden them with what burdens you. So I invite you to prayerfully come, eat and drink, row by row, as the team ministers in song. Would you come? Today, if you're here and you've not given your life to Christ, and maybe you've, uh, I know you've turned up today and you've come in and just checking it out, and you know today that you need to get right with God. You might be thinking, well, God, could God ever love a person like me? Would God ever accept a person like me? Well, the Bible says this, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The thing is, on our own strength and our own effort and our own 
merit, we cannot. We cannot. But see, the beauty of the gospel, of the good news, gospel just means good news, is that it's not about how bad you are. It's about how good He is. In fact, as we couldn't reach up to God, He reached down. And Christ came and died on the cross, died, buried, and rose again. And so He's present in this room. And so today, I want to tell you, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whomsoever believeth in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You can know Him today. Maybe you've known what it is to know Him, but you've walked away. You've hardened your heart. You're here today and just going, I know I need to get right with God. Friends, life has many choices. Eternity only has two. If you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? Do you know? Why should God let you into His heaven? Friend, we can't do it in our own effort. Christ has done it. We need to accept that which Christ has made available. It's a free gift. The gift of God is eternal life. The gift, we can't earn it, buy it, get it. It's a gift. But we need to receive that, that gift today. You need to get right with God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you and you know you need to get right with God, maybe you're sitting way down the back, maybe you're sitting off to the side here, wherever it is, you know you need to get right. Your heart's going right. You know that you need to get right with God. In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer that just says, God, I, I give my life to you. If you're saying today you know that you need to be included in that prayer and you're saying, Pastor, could you include me in that prayer? If that's you today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you want to be included in that prayer to just get right with God today. Just wherever you are, would you just put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor, include me in that prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Down the side here, down the back here, up the front here. Thank you. Down the back there, way down the back. Thank you. Just slip those hands down. Somebody else here, you know you should have put your hand up, but you didn't. You just know it, man. You're just worried. I don't know if God will say, come on, who are you? Who are you? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you down there. Thank you. Anyone else? You know you should have put your hand up, but you didn't. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to pray this prayer together. And all of us here are going to pray it. But for those who put their hand up, this is, this is, this is our prayer of commitment. So all together, repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I come to you today, a desperate sinner, in need of a Savior. Today, I give my life to you. Be my Savior, but not just my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my King. Today, I submit my life to you. I turn from my sin and turn towards God. Save me today. Change me today. Cleanse me today. Wash me today. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give a clap to those who said yes to Jesus today? Heaven rejoices. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, as you walk out of the church, the pastor will be holding up a little gift pack. It has a New Testament in it, a Bible. We want to give that. Uh, to you. Grab one of those on the way out. Keep coming to church and allow God to continue to work in your life. Let me pronounce this blessing over you. 
just as I close the service, remembering if you need prayer for anything, there is a prayer station over to the side and people will be ready to pray with and for you for anything. Let me speak this over you, these ancient words. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.